Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode was brought to you by the following patrons. Sunzi, Stephanie, Wolfric, Natasha, Sophia, Garotica, Vance, Cody, Boezy, Jeremy, Brother, Ali, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out daily. So one of the scenes in the trailer is like Lethal Weapon where like yeah. a lot of the Cardinals are like, give us your your rosary and your Bible. And he's like, you could dig into my boss, the Pope. And it's Russell Crowe <laughs> saying it. Yes. <laughs> What if, what if it's kind of like Constantine, but like not mm-hmm, officially mm-hmm, Constantine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where he's mm-hmm. basically just like, you know, the Batman of exorcists? It all depends on the Pope's exorcist backstory. Like he was a gritty Chicago cop right? until one day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he fell in a vat of holy water and emerged the Pope's exorcist. Todd, if that happens in the movie, that will be completely like tone wise <laughs> yeah, on point for the, the trailer. trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the Pope's exorcist does not end with Russell Crowe and the new recruit exorcist running around the Vatican with super soakers full of holy water, I'll be very upset. I don't think it's gonna go that far. He doesn't have I don't think he does I don't think he has an apprentice or anything. It really is like hard boiled detective priest after the <laughs> yes. demon that's like jumping around. I'm getting too god for this shit <laughs> <laughs> I need him to like waltz into a church and just be like uh, are you not entertained <laughs> like that's what I need are you him. not exercised <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin on Paige oh Mikey and I'm your Horror Virgin Todd which means I don't like scary movies but you guys make me watch them and this week we didn't watch The Pope's Exorcist we watched Child's Play, Child's Play 3, three. So was this the first time either of you had seen this movie before? This was my first time. I've definitely seen the one after this a bunch of times and did not realize this one existed. And then Jake was like, oh, you have to watch three. (laughs) And then just walked out of the room. So I love Jake. I watched it as a kid, you know? Sure. I remember it much differently. Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. I was like, this is the one with the badass like paintball scenes and stuff where they're like doing war games. And I was like, oh, they don't really like take that to fruition very well. But no, they it don't. was cool to think about as a kid. Also, I'm pretty sure that's not how paintball works. No, you don't put paint at the <laughs> yeah. end of live rounds with yeah. actual yeah, gunpowder. No. Like, what? I was I literally wrote that in my notes. I was like, I wasn't playing paintball in 91. Did the guns look Look, I don't know exactly the same as real life guns. I have a fun fact. So there are there is a thing called simu rounds, which are like real like at the police academy when like you like they used to train with them where like I would wear protective material and, and like, then Michael Winslow just makes gunshot noises. <laughs> no, and it was like like you could shoot like I'd have a gun and you could shoot them and if they got paint on them or, and vice versa or whatever. But yeah. it's like for training purposes. It's supposed to be as 
realistic as possible. Yes. Now, it's not. It's still dangerous. So, like, I wouldn't give it to children without eye protection, like they did. But uh, <laughs> very, very dangerous. But they stopped doing it because you know that stuff. It hurt. They're like real rounds with paint on well, them. Well, paintballs hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, so I can only injuries. imagine how much worse mm-hmm. real rounds would be. But so it does exist. You can put it like the, it was like in real Glocks and stuff where you could fire wow. that stuff. All right, but it's really, really expensive. So that's where Blade got his garlic Glock. No, he said that's those are hollow point silver hollow point bullets with garlic inside the hollow point. That's so you weren't paying attention. Okay. I just need cuts of Whistler with a magic bullet full of garlic, just like <laughs> just mashing him into the the hollow point of each bullet. I would just be shooting my pasta like you need more garlic. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> I do still. I stand by my assertion that Blade should just be loading cloves into a magazine. That's what I was thinking when I when I was making the reference. Yeah, that that was the image in my head. Would you give them to as young as a seven year old? No, <laughs> no. I wouldn't give a pink gun to a seven year old. They don't have any protective glasses. Like all of those kids. I mean, it was just as dangerous before Chucky put the live rounds into the guns. <laughs> it's all I'm saying. I don't know about. Just as dangerous, Mikey. It was still dangerous, but I would take a paintball bullet over a real bullet any day. Also, these kids were carrying real grenades. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It wasn't like a paint grenade when that kid who has literally been like a coward the whole movie, like goes and sacrifices himself. I thought he was going to like get back up and be like, oh, it's just blue paint. It's just blue paint. (laughs) And then when they showed he died, I was like, oh, my God. I don't think he's a coward. I think he was like tortured. That poor child. Yeah, he was like super bullied and traumatized. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what you get for going to school at District 2's. Hunger Games Prep Academy. <laughs> oh, I I have like moral problems with this school and schools of this type. Oh, do you? You have problems yeah, with schools that like torture children? What's wrong with you, Paige? Oh, you have compassion? Yeah. I'm going to take one angle in this episode, <laughs> and it's that if every faculty was as passionate about helping children as one man was about keeping their hair okay, no, then that school would have been the best no, school sir. in the world. No, no. that, that, that guy man, was definitely jerking off yes, into that hair. Dude, the first time you see him, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get it clean shaven. You oh, guys are yeah, perverts. He's obviously oh. a perfectionist. He loves his job. He loves helping children. The problem is, Mikey, he loves his job to completion. That's the issue yeah, Paige and exactly. I have. Yes. Uh, the, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a page out of Todd Petty's book and be like, the movie doesn't show that, Todd. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would argue the movie it very clearly does. Show oh, no, that. Does it, it does not show <laughs> He's him ejaculating. Got their hair. With their photo on the wall. I was like, oh, God. Paige, you mean trophies? He's got trophies? Yes, I mean trophies. Yeah. All salons have pictures of their, like, nice haircuts. <laughs> no, not this like that. This man loves those children. A little too much, Mikey. He doesn't even pay attention to them. He's like, your hair, two days. He's a master hairist. He's like, be there on Thursday. Ooh, That's no. when your hair will be ready. <laughs> For me. That's when your hair will be ready for me. For me? To molest it. I would wonder if there are any other faculty members at the school, (laughs) since everything seems to be run by just the largest child. Yes. Uh, Here at Hunger Games Academy, (laughs) the largest child is in charge. I mean, that basically is what this this film depicts. And and there's a part of me that's like, if this is how these schools really work, I have even more problems because that's just a breeding ground for torturing smaller children. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. I'm 100% sure bullying was invented at one of these places. I mean, it was probably in Rome somewhere, but like, yeah. <laughs> 
I would say Sparta. Yeah. Sparta, maybe. <laughs> it's those kind of District 12 attitudes that would cost us the Hunger Games. <laughs> the strongest and biggest we need to survive to win. Then we get more rations. I don't understand what's wrong with you two people here. I don't want to be Ugh. in the Hunger Games. There's no way you both weren't born into District 13. Wait, which one's 13? What? District 13 is the hidden one underground. Oh, is it? I thought District 13 was like the rich one. That's the capital. It's, the capital. It's the capital. Oh. One, it goes down in numbers. There's one underground. Man, it's been a long time since I read those books. Yeah, I honestly have no idea what happens in the Hunger Games. I saw all those movies. As I as I keep making these series of jokes. <laughs> I mean, your jokes were a high enough level that I got them. You know, like mm. it wasn't like you made a District 13 joke not knowing what the fuck that actually was. <laughs> Well, actually, Todd, that was a military-based district that was bombed and they thought was destroyed, but they're still alive. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool, I just remember that I was, like, super into the first two books. I was like, holy shit. And then in the third one, it's like, by the way, this has all been an allegory for the Vietnam War. I was like, fuck. Like, well... There's something good and bad about writing realistic de depictions of war and PTSD. Yeah. Like yeah. The first two Hunger Games really scratched that like post-apocalyptic action book itch. Yes. And in the third game, she's like, I'm broken and will never recover. And I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> kind a of a downer. I'm a burned out shell of a person, but I guess <laughs> Eva's fine. And you're just like, I, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is kind of makes it more sad, I guess. Uh, but look at this cool technology they made. <laughs> look at all these fun animal hybrids with human eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, back in District <laughs> 2 at the Kent Military Academy. <laughs> back at HGA, Hunger Games Academy. If you guys do really well at school, Paige, we'll send you to the circus that's in the valley where no other buildings exist. Literally a circus in the middle of the forest, guys. Uh, uh. Well, that's where good warriors go to unwind. And so, like, you don't get that unless you are the biggest, meanest kid. Although, you know, I will say this. A lot of sex work tend to tends to follow, like, military troops or be close yes. to military troops. So I do sort of think a circus is sort of the childhood soldier version of that <laughs> that's, like, also PG-13. <laughs> so that actually sort of makes sense to me. I'm going to give them a pass on it. Just a mobile Chuck E. Cheese, yes. like, welcome. <laughs> Beyond the new. It's all animatronic burlesque. <laughs> the sex fair is over in District 69, okay? I love watching Chucky spin his string cheese nipples. <laughs> Chucky sucked in this one. He really woke up and forgot to fight how to fight. I okay, I think the puppetry in this one was tough. Oh, you mean where it's very clear when you're seeing Chucky walk that it's just some guy holding a doll and moving the doll's feet. shoulders? Yeah, like very funny to yeah. me. Uh <laughs> but I also there are huge sections where you just don't see Chucky and you only see an arm. Or something oh, yeah. in the background implying that he's there. Oh, they'll do like Chucky cam. Yeah. You know, where you just see like his p point of view. More so than, than the last two. And I think there must have been. I know there were time constraints on this movie. <laughs> um, not necessarily budget constraints. But it made me wonder if because of the time constraints, they were just not able to do the puppetry the way that they had previously. Yeah. I'll burn a fun fact. This is the first Chucky movie to have digitized Chucky's facial expressions. And I'm going to say, Mistake. don't do that. Yeah. Well, until the, the next Chucky, seven years later... They had kind of gotten it down. Oh, sure. This was 91. Like, that's super early for that kind of work. Yeah. When when we get to Bride of Chucky, 
they're a lot better at it and and it's a lot more seamless, I would say. Yeah. This was yeah. clearly the first time I had seen this movie, although I think I saw part of it like when they first get to the academy. I think I saw that on TV when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything else. I remember that one scene and that was pretty much hmm. it. So I must have like walked through the room and it stuck with me or whatever. Interesting. But yeah, I have no memory of the rest of this movie and it was Sort of what I expected from a Chucky movie in 91. I honestly expected more kills. Yeah. And and more plot. This movie takes a whole hell of a lot of time <laughs> to the point where I like if I hadn't read and it's only 90 minutes long and it's still at points just being like, come on. Yeah. Get dude, to page, it. This film is 90 <laughs> minutes. The credits are like the opening credits are like four minutes. And then the first kill takes 20 minutes. So you're yeah. like, what is happening in this movie? Well, his blood gets mixed into a new doll. Well, no, we know that. But like, not what I meant. That takes four minutes in the microwave <laughs> to, to really gel In the little together. creepy cr crawlers discs or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. I had creepy crawlers. I also had creepy crawlers. But like, if I did not know that this was specifically written as a sequel while the other one was still being filmed. What? So that this could have a nine-month turnaround from script start to end of post-production. Wow, okay, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, I would have said that this was probably a movie about a slasher at a military school that they then just, like... You know, Painted Command Chucky F, insert into? Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's not at all surprising that they needed a quick turnaround for this because it feels like it. Because there's probably really 40 minutes of an actual story. Yes. And the rest of it is like stalking the CEO and opening credits. Yeah. Or just bullying amongst the children before yeah. Chucky even gets there. <laughs> it's it's just like, it's a whole lot. Yeah. It's a lot. With his like 30-year-old woman classmate. Oh, you mean Ari Gold's wife? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was like, oh, when she lets her hair down, she somehow looks older? She yes. somehow looks her age, which is probably no joke, 25, 30, like in there. Easy. And and at one point, she when she's like working with him in the shooting range, they're all in just like sweatshirts and baggy pants. And then she turns and I was like, they tailored those pants for her curves. <laughs> I was like, well, like they very clearly tailored her clothes so that she looks more I would guess that they just look tighter or whatever but I was like this is very clearly an adult woman yeah <laughs> like next to these literal children she's actually 21 jump streeting uh bullying in the school <laughs> <laughs> we're here with the evil doll unit <laughs> <laughs> The Capitol sent us. I'm, I'm here at District 2 hunting the evil doll. We need the Hunger Games to work. I, I'm with 21 Jump Rope Street. <laughs> yes. This will be fun to talk about. Yeah, it definitely will. I mean, the movie is, it hits all the great marks to me of 80s horror of just like camp, nonsense, a little bit of terror, nothing makes sense, people make bad decisions, adults are just terrible to everyone at all at all times. <laughs> I, I would argue the adults are not that bad with the exception of Mr. Haircut. Uh, the adults are wow. just completely ignoring the fact that the biggest children are running a literal almost like torture camp <laughs> yeah what you don't know is that this whole hga hunger games academy is run ultimately by milgram yeah i mean well, here, you guys got to hear me out with this hunger games analogy the haircut guy 
mm-hmm. is Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz. Absolutely not. No. Lenny Kravitz it's is a the saint, same and I will not hear anything otherwise. That man brought us rock and roll is dead. How do you think Stanley Tucci got his weird collars and his giant headphones? <laughs> is pa- Who do you think tailored her undercover doll unit clothes? I mean, if it had a 90s Lenny Kravitz in this movie, I'd have been here for it. And if they had offered, 90s Lenny Kravitz probably would have been in this movie. Honestly, 90s Lenny Kravitz would have seen Stole from Everybody because that man was beautiful. I think he was still going by Romeo Blue at that time, actually. Ooh. Mm. I had a laugh line for the episode that was really funny, but what was it? Can I tell the story? Yeah. I had a friend come over and bring her puppy last night, and it's just a friend, but she is attractive. Yeah, you say she's just a friend. But she brought her puppy here. Oh, my view. Go ahead. What was your story? So (laughs) we were taking videos of the puppies playing. My dog, my dog's very good with puppies. Oh, I saw your story. I actually asked whose dog that was because it was super cute. My mom watched her story. Okay. Okay. My mom is not friends with her. I got a text this morning that was like, hey, your mom watched my Instagram story last night. So that means my mom saw that I posted something that she was at my house. So that my mom Instagram stalked her and watched her story. Yeah. yeah. Your mom it's wants to know who you're hanging out with. Maybe you should communicate with your mom. I, I would say this is a thing that, that moms do when you're single. Yeah. Because my mom doesn't do it now necessarily. But when I had not brought a boyfriend home in a long time, I think a lot of that was going on. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I love that this movie ended at that like amusement park or mm-hmm. fair or whatever festival, whatever you call that thing, carnival. Mm-hmm. And like the final roller coaster took place at the exact place the aggro crag was. <laughs> I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, it's the same colors as I the aggro like, crag. He's, he's climbing but the aggro Todd, crag at the end. How do you know about the aggro crag, Todd? Because I had rich friends. Come on now, I'm charming. Okay, okay. I was People like, would invite me over. Did you Google the aggro crag just to talk about it? So for Ma- the <laughs> so Paige, uh, they filmed all of those shows in close to Orlando where I lived. So I had a few uh... friends that were on that show and I went to their houses to watch it. If you won, you got a piece of the aggro Crag. Yeah. Do they have the piece My of the friend aggro has crag? one. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. Can I make a pilgrimage and touch it? <laughs> Out of the three kids I knew that were on it, only one of them got a piece of it. The other two couldn't make it up because they suck. You can eBay <laughs> them now and they sell them for like a thousand. They they do they do sell and I watch for them on eBay every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just want one. I wanted one as a kid. I wanted to climb the aggro crag. I know. My favorite moment of the end is when Andy Barclay gets put in a police car and he turns to his 45-year-old girlfriend and says, don't worry, (laughs) I've been accused of murder many times. I got this. (laughs) Just tell him a doll did it. Wanky, wanky. I'll be out in a couple years a la Baby Driver. (laughs) I wish instead of the credits rolling in that part, it cuts back to the aggro crag sort of under the fans and it's just like a janitor with like a broom and he comes across a bloody like baby shoe and he's like, oh my God, we killed a child because that's what it would look like to anyone who's going in there to pick up the Chucky remains. Well, I saw those janitors as well at the end of that show and they turn all the lights off for them to pick up the trash at the circus. So I was like, they can't do their job effectively doing that. And that really bothered me. And they weren't even like grid doing it. They're just like walking around randomly. And I was just like, this is not effective. This trash will never get picked up. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey, you were a a very effective middle manager. (laughs) At least keep the lights on. 
<laughs> Maybe we should get into this movie so we can go through it scene by scene. All right, all right. So we open <laughs> in the Chucky factory from the last movie, and it's covered in cobwebs, and they're cleaning off the dolls off of all of the like conveyor belts. It's been 15 years, right? It doesn't say, right? It's eight years okay. is what okay. it's supposed to be. Okay. But it there was a thing that they had written but never shot that would have explained this a lot better. <laughs> Is it that spiders uh, it, like broke in there and set up shop? No. Because that's a lot of cobwebs for even eight years. Yeah. So in, in the piece that goes unfilmed, uh, there were two children playing in the factory, like the old factory, telling each other the story of what happened with Chucky. As they're playing, they accidentally hit the lever to turn one of the machines on. And John Ritter played a security guard who would like chase them out in part because Jason Ritter was supposed to play one of the kids at the military school and ends up not doing that for some reason. But this entire thing goes unfilmed. So we have no idea that it was eight years ago. Yeah, we don't. (laughs) But it is eight years ago. Eight years ago, uh, they're clearing out the factory. A winch tries to pull melted Chucky up off the floor. And as they do, he bleeds. Like, there's blood everywhere, which doesn't seem to concern anybody. Yeah, Nobody stops anything they're doing. They're just like, oh, it's fine. This doll is bleeding. There's a lot of red dye in the factory. D-I-E. In the unfilmed part, one of the little girls was supposed to go up to melted Chucky and he was supposed to try and bite her, meaning that like he was still alive even though he was melted. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, the thing I hated most about this movie that I think I ultimately liked because it's crazy, but I thought it was going to be so much crazier than it was. You thought it was going to be multiple Chuckies? I thought it was going to be a fucking thousand Chuckies at the end that they are then like mowing down with like machine guns or like grenades that like they got from the armory. That was the original idea. Fuck, so here, okay. That would have been yes. so that much better. That would have been better. so much cooler. Okay, so because, and and that's like, so the opening, right? So they, they winch the melted Chucky up and they're yeah. dragging him across the factory and as they do, his blood falls into the vat of silicone. Yes. And then we get the four and a half minute credit sequence of it pouring the new Chucky doll yeah. with his blood in it. But because it's liquid silicone, all of those Chucky dolls yeah. would have his blood in them, right? Because it's super mixed up. Like it shows yes. on camera that mixing the blood into all of it. Right. And and so like as I was watching this movie, when they were like, it's the first one off the assembly line, I was like, he's the only evil one? Like, and, and that does, okay, I guess. But then in Fun Facts found out that Don Mancini's original plan was for it to be an army of Chuckies and that all of them that com- came out of the machine were evil and they just, for budget constraints, couldn't do it. So he mm. saves that idea for Cult of Chucky, which comes out later. Okay. Uh, so eventually that does happen, just not in this movie. I mean, it is a perfect setup for it in this movie. I mean, th- I thought that's what they were foreshadowing, you know? I thought so too. Uh, and I do, I did find it kind of funny that the, so when it starts the credits, it's the swirl of the silicone. Yeah. And it looks like the James Bond logo, it like the circle. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if Chucky had come up with a knife and been like, ha, what <laughs> That would have been awesome. Hell yeah. (laughs) Now I just want a shot for shot remake of Casino Royale played by Chucky. With Chucky. (laughs) (laughs) The crawling around in the air ducts would make a lot more sense. It would. I was specifically thinking about the chair where the villain straps James Bond or Chucky in this case to a chair and hits him in the nuts with that rope. Yeah. Like that scene would have been very funny with Chucky. Someone deep fake that. Picture. I was just picturing him sitting at 
a card table across from it's Mads Mickelson, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Has the like bleeding eye yeah, or he's whatever. The yeah, he's so good in it too. <laughs> and him just being like, check or whatever. Just like, <laughs> check? Oh, they're not playing chess, Paige. It's 7 a.m. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early for brain. Oh, uh, shit. I think you might check like if you pass your bid to somebody, whatever. I have no I, I don't know. I don't play the table games. I'm a penny <laughs> slot kind of bitch. Hell yeah. Penny slot. Uh, I'm going to win tens of dollars today. Hey, I was in Vegas a couple weeks ago and, and won like collectively over the weekend like $800 and then lost like 400 of those $800. <laughs> easy come, easy go. That was my experience in Vegas. I went and played single hand blackjack and I was up like $400 mm-hmm. and I left up $20. I, I was like, <laughs> I have to stop now. Hey, you're still up. Because if I never play again in Vegas, I won money in Vegas and I love that. I'm never playing again in Vegas. Yeah. One night I got up a grand and then I was like, okay, I'm going to pretend I didn't win any of this money. Let's oh. play like a rich person. Oh, no. Mikey, that's so dangerous. It was so fun. Brought home like a hundred bucks. But I was like, <laughs> uh, I, once you turn into chips, it's fun money. It doesn't exist. You like you lost your two hundred bucks. It's all it's already gone. Yeah. Now we, you get to just play. What you've just described is why gambling makes billions of dollars a year. Anyway, so after the James Bond circle, it's just like bloody ripping silicone, pouring silicone for like four and a half minutes. And then like reverse melting Chucky. So it looks like it's building Chucky. Yeah. Kind of Halloween-ish where they do the pumpkin. Yeah. I honestly didn't hate the credits. I hated the length of the credits. Everything they're showing was kind of cool. It was just 30 seconds per shot, but Mm -hmm. it should have been five seconds per shot. Right. And the movie's only 91 minutes to begin with. So of the (laughs) runtime, like we're just chipping away at story at this point. Yeah. And chipping away the story continues in the CEO murder scene. Right. Because we end the credits with Chucky screaming. He screams for he is doll. Uh, and we cut to a board meeting where they're like, Andy Barkley, which it drove me nuts that his name is spelled Barclay and everyone calls him Barkley. Yeah. Anyway, so this entire boardroom is just like, I don't know. that. Well, there was like two murder cases with this doll. Should we make more of them? And they're like, look. The assholes down the street have a Furby that shits itself. We've got to get these dolls to the market right now. I do love that the whole movie starts off with like a board meeting talking about how one shitty kid ruined a great toy. Like, I was like, no, that toy murdered a bunch of people. You crazy fucks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, but it outsold two to one. First off, I don't want to be like an Andy Barclay hater. No one will be surprised that you are. (laughs) But if you're a reasonable adult, you're not going to assume a doll came to life and murdered 15 people. I don't know, man. Like, how has he not gone to jail for those murders then if other people don't know about Chucky as a murder doll? I don't understand that. Well, yeah, he went to a a hospital for a while because we see that report. Sure. And his mom seems like she got blamed for the murders and she's still in a hospital. I think his mom got blamed for the first ones. Yeah. Yes. And then he spent time in the hospital for the second one. But I, I also think that there's no way you could prove it was him in the second one. Because there's the one where the dad like falls down the stairs Mm 
mm-hmm. you definitely can't prove is him. I, no. I definitely like, think he's taken the fall for all of these murders in this film. See, I don't think so because there's witnesses. I This is the one that I'm like, he's going to go free and the world's going to find out about Chucky because like 14 people saw this. That is true. You're right. Because Ari Gold's wife did see Chucky alive, right? Yeah. Well, she's got an emotional connection and a vested interest to life for him. But also a bunch of the other students saw it too. That's true. Well, yeah, because he murdered the bullies and they don't want him to get in trouble. He, But he also didn't murder the bullies. Like provably he was in a different place. Like... He has an alibi. I think we'll have to let a jury settle it. I think a jury would acquit him. <laughs> I definitely see him being railroaded into taking the fall for all this and like adults just making it like, okay, you shut up. Don't say anything. And like, <laughs> he's going to jail. Especially with his attitude of like, this is what I did last time. I mean, do I think that the US government would cover up that one of these dolls was a murderous doll just so one company could make more money? Yeah. Yes. That sounds very on brand for the American government. But I think they would just pay him off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think same. they'd send him to jail. I yeah. think they would just pay him off with an NDA and then have someone assassinate him a few <laughs> years later. I'm thinking like, you know, whenever somebody it's like, hey, somebody was never a drug user, but all of a sudden they died of a heroin overdose. It's like, were they hiding an addiction? Maybe. Sure. This kid's murdered a bunch of people is all I'm saying. He is not. <laughs> he hasn't. And he wouldn't be convicted either. You sound just like the CEO of Mattel. <laughs> It's not my fault that they lessen toy regulations and restrictions. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my shit pants Furby onto the market. I didn't realize that this movie took place in East Palestine. My bad. Anyway, so one of the board members is like, I feel like this is a bad idea. What if the doll was murderous? And they're just like, shut up, Jared. It's just like, no one listens well, to him. Well, yeah, can you imagine being in a business meeting and someone being like, well, what if the kid was telling the truth and the doll came to life and murdered? 15 people I'd be like you need help <laughs> <laughs> I do love how it cuts to the CEO and he's like listen it's sad but like this company doesn't care about people this company cares about the bottom line and I was like what an appropriate way to sum up kids. capitalism <laughs> exactly Paige yes the, the company was innocent it was a voodoo serial killer who caused the murders <laughs> oh I hate everything about the voodoo aspect of this <laughs> I, and I hate that it's still here. I thought it was gone reason. by this one. I, I, I hated it so much, Mikey. I thought they dropped it like pretty quickly in the series. I was wrong. I'm going to go ahead and eat my words. <laughs> in in fun facts, they do in the next one, and he's got like an amulet that he supposedly had the whole time. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to see this amulet that technically has been in every movie. We just haven't seen it on screen yet. Well, yeah. what you guys don't understand is that this whole movie took place in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> God, I am so excited for Blade 2. Sorry, side note. We yeah, I know. Can't wait. I know we're about to move into the scene where the CEO goes to his office, but I have to say this. If the CEO could turn off the lights to his office while sitting on his couch, some bad shit goes down in that office. Like, that's a Matt Lauer kind of amenity. Todd, it's a 90s CEO's office. Bad <laughs> shit goes down in that office. I'm just saying, like, I would not go in that office. He's put the handle of that golf club up a couple people. Oh, I'm sure. I'm not going to blame him because in context, he was a 12-year-old who wished to be big and then started working <laughs> at a toy company and was molested by an older woman at that company. So it's really just the cycle of what's happening over there. I do love that this 
is Tom Hanks from Big <laughs> if he never went small again? <laughs> Where he's just aggressively like, fuck them kids. Yeah. They have mm-hmm. it so easy and they don't know. I didn't know what I had until I didn't have it. Now I'm bitter about it. You guys, you can make every movie great when you have a good imagination. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I'm gonna drop in the The more you know song Like as, <laughs> after you say that Yeah uh, So they bring at, at the end of the board meeting They bring him the first uh, Good guy doll Off the assembly line And put it in his office Yeah He His assistant leaves Taking a file And then he literally This dude Just farts around his office For like 20 minutes It is a scene from Big <laughs> I, Yeah No I honestly think They shot this movie like from the moment they get from the Hunger Games Academy to the end of the movie and then they were like shit we need the CEO kill to take 20 minutes yeah so they were just like all right do shit around the office for 20 minutes well and the thing that kept getting me about this scene is because Chucky is like under the couch and then is miraculously across the room (laughs) like no one saw him go anywhere but we we find out later in this movie Chucky can teleport when he's in the garbage truck and then is in the passenger side of the garbage truck immediately yeah well and then uh he's like in the armory but then was just with the knives and like yeah somehow like speed loads like a hundred rifles yes. is crazy. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, uh, so this dude is like golfing in his office, walking around, and then Chucky basically just kills him for no reason. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think he deserved it, the CEO, because he was married. He should have been at home with his wife, not farting around his office. Yeah, but he had to slip on marbles and then activate a back injury, which then Chucky threw a dart and exactly hit his sciatic nerve, (laughs) paralyzing him. I think he lived in that office because he is Tom Hanks from Big, and those are a lot of toys in a CEO's office. That is true. It does look like the office of a kid who is the CEO of a toy company. Yeah, I didn't see one fax machine. I saw seven robots. You just picture him picking up the phone and just being like, 11 cheese pizzas, please. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's how he was 20 years ago. Now he's like, four cheese pizzas. <laughs> God, I just wanted, my childhood was stolen. I will say this because we talked about things we wanted from Megan we didn't get. Chucky fucking nails the like one-liners in this scene. Like when he throws that dart and hits that guy's sciatic nerve, as you said, Paige, he goes, yeah, yeah. Bullseye. And I was like, fuck yeah, Chucky, get it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, my like peak one liners are like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. Like, that's what I want, where it's just like, chill out. Or I guess that's Batman. (laughs) But like, you get it. Freeze. You know that famous line (laughs) from Predator? (laughs) (laughs) My college roommate and I used to watch that that Batman a lot because we thought (laughs) it really, really funny. Ice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, ice to meet you. Fucking stupid. (laughs) Can we do that on a show? (laughs) No, it doesn't fit anywhere. When we finally start, can I get you P-words a movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so he, after strangling the CEO with a yo-yo. Which, (laughs) guys, he's a three-pound doll. Yes. Like, the CEO could have just stood up and pulled him off of him. Oh, I guess he was... Paralyzed from the dark. Paralyzed. So I guess it makes I, I, sense. I'm starting to think that if he's got blood and muscle, like he could just be really strong, small doll. Here, okay, here's my question Can he get a vampire pregnant? We were all thinking. Todd, Todd, we were all thinking. Was that really it? what you were going to say? <laughs> 
I believe that this question of Chucky and sexual abilities is answered in the sequel. It is in the answered sequels. In, the, in the sequels. Oh, shit. He does get married, right? Because he has a bride. Yeah, he does. I believe he has a son later on, too. What? And, and a son, yeah. yeah. I was actually upset that this to realize that this one did not have Jennifer Tilly in it, our patron saint of the big titted. But like, <laughs> I'm excited for the next one. Anyway, so he strangles him with a yo-yo. Yeah. And then goes through the computer on his desk to find Andy's information from, I would assume, the multiple lawsuits. I mean, yes. And legal battles he's had to fight because he is the presumed murderer of at least everyone in that foster family. Like when she's looking through the file to learn more about him instead of just asking him, you know, like a person would. But like <laughs> she, she was like looking through the, oh, he's been in the foster system. That must have said like may have killed mother, father, sister, like or whatever. Hot. <laughs> That's how she reacts though, Mikey. That is how she reacts. Everybody likes a bad boy. <laughs> I mean, hey, everybody does like a bad boy. But if he sued the company successfully, which they say that he did, and they've paid him off. He'd be rich. Well, but they would they would keep it in trust until he was an yeah. adult. So he definitely doesn't have the money now. But some of that money may be paying his tuition at the military academy. Absolutely. Yeah. It's probably going to his mom's treatment. That and <laughs> and paying his tuition at the military academy. But that means in a way they've kind of admitted fault. Like not publicly, but okay. like well, you settlement know? does not mean legally you admit fault. Well, it just means you don't want to take it to trial. I do right. think the police would stop looking at him for the murders if they, he got a payout for the company. I don't know that for a fact though, but well, he was a juvenile back then, so he probably would have never... He's a juvenile now. That's yeah. true. So none of that stuff would have been like publicized or public because it's all it's all more protected than adult criminal justice. It would have been much better if this whole movie took place in juvie. Oh, my God. Well, then it's just the Alien 3 of the Chucky series. <laughs> I think Chucky 3 being in juvenile would be way better than Alien 3. The one where Chucky lands on a penal colony? <laughs> I was just impressed Chucky learned how to use a computer that didn't exist when he was melted down so quickly. He's, like, going through their emails. That's where he finds out where <laughs> Andy is. I was like, in 91, really? Chucky knows how to use email? Exactly. He's been a doll since way before the internet was a thing for like yeah. consumers they probably had to pay out the security guards family and the janitor's family from the factory <laughs> all of that stuff who died for sure at the end. Yeah. yeah yeah of like it was a corporate accident so they know like they probably like it was a machine malfunction so they paid out the families on that yeah and they internally were like well the kids said it was a murderous doll that it's obviously a malfunctioning machine or they went in and messed with the machine because there's a big molted goobly glop of dolls everywhere <laughs> and it killed the and it killed the security guards you know the legal term goobly glop yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. look it up on urban dictionary it's a thing it's a deep dive in the legal history of child's play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, anyway, we cut to, it reveals that he's at Kent Military School. We cut to yeah. the military school and the head guy, the colonel, Commandant? The colonel. Colonel's one of the kids, right? Or is it... So there's multiple colonels. I don't know military ranks, because at one point he was like, you're in major trouble. And I was like, that's Lieutenant Trouble to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if that joke works. <laughs> it does. The colonel is Colonel Cochran who runs the place. Okay, so that's the colonel. Yes. The lieutenant colonel is the kid, the, the biggest kid, the district two. He's volunteering his tribute later on in right, his career. Right, right, yeah. right. I thought he was sergeant something something no there's two bullies they both look the same they do one's yeah. the lieutenant and one's the sergeant anyway he's in the colonel's office and the colonel's just like so you've been in like a bunch of foster homes why is that and i'm like 
Because the system's broken. I, I have no parents. <laughs> yeah. And and he's like, I never felt comfortable. And he's like, look, I'm going to cut you slack because you've had it rough, but you're a troublemaker. I was like, are you sure? And he's like, you got to forget the fantasies of killer dolls. And I was like, that's nobody's fantasy. <laughs> um, let's not say it's no one's fantasy. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, that's there fair. is a subset of people out there. Oh, I'm sure there's people who want to fuck Chucky and make vampire babies. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be yeah well and then the colonel quotes first corinthians love is blind love is, love is patient love is love blind. Is 11 herbs and spices <laughs> i'm the colonel i do love when you guys start talking about like religious things all commonly just be quiet and then you guys just like trash them it's funny to me because I'm i don't want to be the atheist making fun of it but you guys just go to it it's great you gotta you gotta be able to laugh at yourself sometimes Absolutely. no first corinthians of the books stellar one that's why it gets mm -hmm. quoted so much um and and it's a quote about like hey when i was a kid i did childish things but as an adult i put away those things and became an adult so too your faith should mature as you continue to learn great yeah cool uh no notes i was watching this with natalie and as the colonel started saying that line i said the last half of it with him because i know the quote yeah of and course. natalie goes who said that and i went God? <laughs> and then he answered it and she started laughing. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember where it was in the Bible. I just knew it was in the Bible. It's Peter. No, it might be Paul's letter to the Corinthians, I believe. He wrote the Corinthians every day. For a year, Paige. For a year. <laughs> it's not over. It's never been over, Corinthians. <laughs> this is just one of the 12 disciples standing in front of a people Telling them to worship God. It's it's not. Paul was not a disciple. He's a bandwagoner. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a terrible thing to say, but he is the dude that joins after it's already popular. He's like, I remember that. I was totally all right, almost there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely wasn't a guy persecuting you guys that then changed his mind. When it was safer. It was not really safer, but you know, whatever. Well, it's olden times. It's never safe. You could die of like splinters back then. <laughs> Oh my God, rats were doing Kung Fu in Jerusalem? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking deadly, dude. I don't know if you know this. The murderer that was pardoned by Pontius Pilate was a rat that knew Kung Fu. Yeah. The rat <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's all right there in front of you. <laughs> Follow the money. Anyway, so he then says, the colonel goes on to say, we turn bedwetters into men. And I was like, or murderers? Because <laughs> like, bed I mean, those two, those two terms are not mutually exclusive. So like, you could definitely be both. Paige, <laughs> with that attitude, we'll never win the Hunger Games. This is why you are not in charge of District 2's education policy. Let's be real. I'm definitely more of a capital art type. <laughs> with like, with, like crazy hair, tits akimbo. <laughs> like, that's definitely where I'm at. Where they're like, Yo, do you want the plastic surgery to make you part animal? Fuck yes, I do. Which animal are we going to choose? Uh, I'm feline fine. Let's do this. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be part cat. I bet on District 9 this year because I'm very into eating fish or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. That's actually Mikey's pickup line. I'm I'm just going to get the cat surgery so I can have even more boobs. Uh, just maximizing the best assets. Fully support this decision. <laughs> Who are you in the Hunger Games? An Instagram influencer in the Capitol? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they're all getting haircuts. Tyler goes first, and Tyler's 
way too young to be at this military school. He's like seven. He's like a teeny tiny little little child. Tyler murdered three people. No, they make it sound like his dad, who is like in the military. In the military, he yes. flies jets or whatever. Like yes. this is where his dad sent him to like learn to be a to school, really. I think his dad is a single parent. I think his dad doesn't exist and they made it up and he's been raised there as a baby maybe oh wow that's why his dad never writes he checks every day and he's never gotten a letter from his dad but that post general or whatever that's there is just look, gaslighting him every time if if y'all don't get on the same page with me on how to create excellent fighters for the hunger games and using <laughs> psychological manipulation to do it we're never going to win the bets i don't believe the hunger games are ethical and so i do not want to participate in their proliferation, Mike. Wow, it's called patriotism, okay? You know what? Overrated. <laughs> I'm just saying, child soldiers usually don't end well, as Tyler will find out when we send him to the Hunger Games in 13 years. <laughs> Lord. Anyway, so uh, Andy's up next. And this dude, like, he's he's doing the whole, like, Romans invented the military cut, so they people couldn't hold it in battle, but also lice. Well, he says the reason they can't, the reason they cut their hair was because they didn't want to have people be able to grab their right. hair and then slit their throat, which foreshadows the way he gets killed. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Um, but also, he's like... Oh, oh yeah. This dude's oh a, a pervy, perv, creepy face that Mikey is going to defend right now. Yeah, so creepy. Just passionate about his job. Nope. <laughs> if you don't go to a salon and they have pictures of all the people who've been super happy with their haircuts, you're not at the right place. They don't. They, that's not a thing typically when I go to the salon, although I did one time have a guy cut my hair and then he got a full on boner that I could feel against my shoulder as he was cutting my hair. Do you think it was cause your hair though, Paige? It seems to. I do have great hair. You do? Okay, that's fair. But like, I assumed it was other things he was enjoying. I don't know. He kept being like, your hair is beautiful. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, creep. I didn't realize you got your hair cut at Hunger Games Academy. <laughs> if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> I think maybe that was it a little bit. So now modern day, they don't tape the pictures against the wall. They just have an Instagram account. Yeah, that's true. But nobody's on the Instagram. Like they're not posting reels of them like, oh, look at that balayage. Like, oh, that's my not God. How that though, if they were, they would be so famous. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's wild that he shaves Tyler's head and then just cuts the other kid's hair. Yeah, I I couldn't understand why he wasn't just shaving everyone's head V for Vendetta style. Right? He's like, no, 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 no. You would look good with longer on top. Because he's really passionate about what he's doing. I don't think that's why. The reason I was confused by that was because they explained why he shaves heads the way he shaves heads. is so you right. can't grab the hair and slit the throat, right? But you could totally grab Andy's hair and slit his throat with how long his hair is after his haircut i'm gonna throw something else out there look how pretty the ari gold's wife is in this movie uh -huh. yeah her hair is gorgeous and he looks at it and has a moment of pride about it in no, the cafeteria he's mad about it he glares at her yeah i'm pretty sure I, I don't know for sure i think you're supposed to if you have longer hair keep it pulled back like in a bun the fact that she has it just like down and around the whole time i was like i don't think that's all right and then her friend has like gorgeous luxurious ginger curls that are like they're they're out on patrol and they're just like voluminous out of yeah. her hat and i was like i'm pretty sure that's not that isn't how that <laughs> that's works. not like regulation or whatever yeah like, no 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 i do love that the dress code is like every boy has to have a shaved head or a high and tight 
the ladies, y'all just do what y'all do, baby. Like that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. their dress code for their hair. It's definitely like we were forced to admit female students. Oh, so we don't really know what to do with all that. Yeah, because of Title IX, you guys have to yeah. be here. So just deal with the hair. I don't know. Like, well, I don't. We don't really care what you do with it. I worried for the safety of those of uh, those girls. I'm glad the movie did not go that direction. Anyway, while he's cutting their hair, the good guy commercial comes on, and Andy has just like a nom level flashback. <laughs> it's funny though because Tyler is like. Oh wow! Like he's wow. like he said that he's like so into this fucking commercial, man. It's so great. Wow! And then you look at Andy, and he's just got like palm trees and helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he goes to his dorm with his new haircut, and he hears something in the closet. And we already know that Chucky's trying to make his way to him. So oh, we're yeah. like, oh my god, did Chucky beat him there somehow? No, it is his poor roommate Whitehurst who is being tortured relentlessly at this school. By another student who apparently has literally all the power. Carte blanche yeah. to just torture people. And he literally, like, he falls out, he unties him, and he just goes, welcome to hell, Barkley. And I'm just like, <laughs> good lord, close all of I mean, these schools. That kid does wear glasses, so he's kind of asking for it. Oh, my God. By wanting to see. That is definitely like a bully bot 2.0 line. Like, that's what I just heard right there. Yeah. No, for serious. That would be a very huge problem. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to the next day when they're standing for inspection and they're, you know, looking at all their shiny shoes that they're then just wearing out in the rain. The shiny shoes thing, I don't understand. I know most military things are meant to build routine and force you yeah. to work as a unit. I understand that. For me as a person who would not thrive in this kind of environment. No. I see many of these things as bullshit. I mean, all of it is. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's funny to me that you would shine shoes that they are then going to go do war games with because that would only make yes. them stand out so much more in the jungle or in the woods, wherever they are in this, you know, right outside the carnival. Um, <laughs> right. It would pick up the glint off of the, the merry-go-round or whatever. Yeah, exactly. See, what you don't know is the carnival is actually a metaphor for the Vietnam War. <laughs> but the, like, routine and stuff they build in boot camp and like the the bullying yes. is largely so you will like just take whatever order you're given and it's sort of like they a are brainwashing yeah, techniques yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like they but like by design yeah yeah it, it is voluntary cult if you want to think about it yeah, sort because of. spoiler a lot of cults do the same shit oh yeah like uh, yeah. yeah like that cult you and i talked about on cult podcast shortly before or after uh, april 1st oh the one that was almost like fight club <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> fucking knew it was fight club the whole time <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I was like 80% sure. I was like, this has got to be just Fight Club, right? Almost exactly like Fight Club. Never going to be on Cult Podcast around April 1st again. <laughs> well, Blaine made the same mistake immediately the next year, <laughs> which I think is my favorite. Blaine can make those kind of mistakes. He's more handsome than me. I got to lock it up, man. <laughs> anyway, so they're going through inspection, <laughs> looking at the shoes, the, you know, that's sir to you, motherfucker, whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's just being like a drill sergeant, boot camp sort of <laughs> douchebaggery guy. Although he right. is a student, he isn't a drill sergeant. But that's like the role he is taking on. But that's my thing is like, he is a student. I would be, <laughs> the way that she fights him and is just like, 
oh yeah, I'll happily give do push-ups to call you an asshole. That'd be me. I'd be yeah. like, I will never stop calling you an asshole. And also, like, you're another student. Fuck you. <laughs> you brown nosing boot looking asshole. Yeah. It's because they modeled it after like boot camps yes. or where they'll they'll they will make a student team lead or whatever yeah. to give orders. Yeah. But he has like real drill sergeant energy, not like platoon leader energy, like drill sergeant energy. More sobel, not winners. Does that make sense, Mikey? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's really picking on Barclay and Whitehurst. Yeah. And so De Silva calls him an asshole to basically get him to stop. And he makes her do 25 push-ups. And then as she gets to like 23 or 24, he goes, he says one-handed. And she just like puts an arm behind her back and does them one-handed. And I was just like, she's the fucking best. Yeah, the, the presidential fitness test is really challenging. Yeah, man. It, it got so much harder that year, man. They beefed mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. last year was just sit and reach. And now it's one-handed push-ups. <laughs> so hard. Anyway, we cut to Tyler walking to check the mail. And and again, such a chi- tiny child. But this is where we find out that like his dad is flying jets yeah. or doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, his dad's totally flying jets page shut up he's right here yeah he's flying jets all the way to that farm where he'll get to run as much as he wants you remember the the movie from six years ago top gun he he was in that movie that he was okay the... but new top gun was like better than it should have been no not, no, the, not new the new one. one the one that came out 85 because that was six years before oh. this movie came out so like uh... that would be like that's that's your actual dad he was in that movie oh no he's just busy i, I guess in 91 what was it the gulf war is that what's, what uh, was he's going busy on? playing volleyball uh <laughs> Playing, playing, playing with the boys. boys. His dad does not exist. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, we get it. That's why I was saying he was the guy from Top Gun. Tyler was a baby with extraordinary abilities dropped off on this school for gifted youngsters. What you don't know is that he can like create ice whenever he wants. <laughs> His parents are dead Batman style. Yeah. And that's why Tyler can be the most annoying kid in the school full of bullies and everybody's nice to him because he's like, oh, that's his that's that's Tyler. We, we, we just leave him alone because of like such bad things happened to his dad. Mm, yeah. Sucked in one jet engine, came out all shredded up. You know? <laughs> and then it happened a second time, which is why you need the subsequent coding. <laughs> in my mind, I'm just picturing his dad with sundown from Top Gun. That's what I was thinking. The scene that cut out is the colonel writing a note to Tyler as his dad of like, thinking of you. I don't know if I'll be home for Christmas. Love you. You're doing great at school. And then just put it, putting a tiny bag of Southwest peanuts in the envelope. And sand because he's in the Gulf or whatever. Like yeah, From the plane. Yeah. The colonel says, math's your favorite subject. Keep it up so you can fly planes too. And the colonel's crying. And it's like... <laughs> I honestly sort of love this story about the kindest postmaster colonel ever. (laughs) Oh, the kid has a doll. Just let him have it. Just let him fucking have it. Maybe that'll take his mind off the fact that his dad is dead and I haven't thought of anything for a new letter recently. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, my God. He hands him a giant package that is literally his size because he's such a small child. I think it's bigger than him. Like, it might (laughs) be a taller package than he is. Well, and, and they're like, can you give this to Barkley? And as he carries it down the hallway, it gets kicked by no less than half a dozen people. <laughs> like, no one is offering to help this child carry a huge box. No. And they are actively bumping into him. Right. Because he gets to do whatever he wants because his dad died by firing squad as a Russian traitor. <laughs> 
and everyone knows and everyone's just trying to keep it from him but like some of the kids hate him because their dads were sold out by his dad to the Russians you know what I'm saying see aren't you guys having fun inventing backstories <laughs> see mine, mine is different see mine is that his dad was actually really really great at this one video game and then people came from the stars to be like we need to fight in our yes. actual battle for Alpha Centauri <laughs> and then he ended up just staying in space Playing, playing out in space. Tyler's dad was the BTK killer, and so now he had to go to a special school. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to cut this out. Oh, no. Tyler continues to grow up, getting letters from his dad. And then we cut to his dad, alive, writing one of the letters, being like, I know now what I have to do. And he seals the envelope, and the camera pulls back, and on the board behind him, it just says September 11th, no. 2001. <laughs> Was he working in the Twin Towers? Tyler's dad ruined everything. <laughs> anyway, so Tyler's carrying the box down the hallway. It gets kicked a bunch of times. It tears some of the paper off of it. So he sees that it's a good guy. And he's a child-ass child. Yes. So he takes it to the armory to go unwrap it and play with it. I was terrified that a child could get into the armory unsupervised. 100%. Well, they let Tyler do everything, you know, because his dad was a child murderer and he has no parents. I do want to say this. This movie came out in 1991 and BTK's last known murder took place in 1991. I'm not saying that there's a <laughs> <laughs> stopped, but that guy needs to probably be under supervision all the time. Or why don't we send them to an island? Maybe every state sends two people. And they fight it out. And in the middle of the cornucopia. And if they win, they get another chance. Does the winner get their freedom, though? Because that's like, I don't want that to happen. Yes, but not in our country. We just let right. them pick a place and drop them off. Okay. It's called justice. <laughs> Welcome back to Justice is Blind. <laughs> we took 12 sexy murderers to an <laughs> island offshore where they got to battle it out for six weeks. The I was picturing the murderers in a line all saying the country they wanted to go to, but it was just like Miss Universe was like, <laughs> Cambodia, Denmark. <laughs> and you're like there's no way france is not gonna win like she is too passionate and crazy Tony Hawk. <laughs> anyway tyler makes it into the armory with nobody and nobody sees him get into the armory he has no problem he plays with chucky this is where he learns that chucky is charles lee ray and yes. chucky tries to do the soul switch immediately of course i mean because he realizes that oh andy is not this new doll my new body's like first person mm -hmm. I revealed the secret to it's actually this kid right so like let's just do it right now right meanwhile Andy's at shooting practice with his 30 year old classmate <laughs> who is like a sharpshooter like Andy can't even hit the paper and she's like clustering three in the center it's wild no she's like let me shoot my shot yeah she's yeah. not throwing away her shot Mikey oh. she's in the room where it happens yeah but it is not hitting targets <laughs> <laughs> well it is for her because she's good for her yeah so naturally at the end of the movie when they have a gun and one of them needs to make a shot they write it in a way so he has to be the one to do it which is fucked up because I'm like just let her be a sharpshooter I know right let her take care of it anyway so we cut back to Chucky. He's trying to do the soul thing, the weird chanting in in a very uh, 
uh, upsetting and offensive patois uh, when <laughs> the colonel interrupts. And he's not at any point like, hey, how did a child get into the armory? He's just like, why do you have a doll? No, Yeah, he's like, of course you'd be in here where all the unlocked <laughs> guns and shit are. But why did you bring a doll in here, child? Yeah, I understand why you want to be around bullets. It's your legacy. <laughs> like, why is the doll here? Well, Tyler's dad is actually Steve Buscemi from Con Air. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I like mine better where his dad is dead shot. Okay. Or he's like Killmonger's kid. This is just part of the MCU. If at the end of this movie, Samuel L. Jackson recruited Tyler to the Avenger initiative, I'd be here for that. Yeah. Tyler, yeah. we need someone to get the really hard to reach Cole. Because <laughs> he's a child, Mikey, and that's what you want to use child labor for? That was from the last episode, and Mikey does not remember it. <laughs> Look, it's not my fault that their hands are perfectly suited to getting the coal out of the... How do you think they harvest coal, Mikey? By children's hands. You just didn't action like you were picking it off a tree. I don't care as long as I can turn on the light switch and the power flows. <laughs> so many... It's so, I can't even fathom the level of stupidity needed to, to believe that's how that happens. You just burn the children and it turns the turbines. Look, I know what the Romans did, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So this is where they, they're like, get rid of that doll. Also, we need to load the paint pellets. I was like, paint, paintball? And, yeah. But we don't see them yet, but this is where it's first introduced. This is Mikey from Harvard, and I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Harvard in here. <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh -huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you've said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So we cut to them doing drills with rifles on the yard. 
and Barkley is bad at it, but also he sees the colonel carrying the Chucky doll and he's just like, uh, and like drops his gun. Yeah. And they do this weird, like, this is my best friend. This is my gun. And I'm just like, Ugh. this is for fighting. This is for fun. Yeah. Uh, what in the right to bear arms is this? <laughs> Look, you can well regulate your militia on your own time, buddy. We don't need to do this in front of everybody. But the, that quote is actually from, I think it's Full Metal Jacket. I'm like 85% sure it is, it's from it that. It is 100% from Full Metal Jacket. They're just referencing Full Metal Jacket, I assume. And there's no way this came out before Full Metal Jacket, right? No, no. Full Metal Jacket's way earlier. It's yeah. 87. I just looked it up. So it was four years yeah. before this. Anyway, the colonel throws Chucky in the dumpster. <laughs> I love that because when he's when the colonel is like dragging Chucky to the dumpster, he's doing it by his hair. This movie sort of really fetishizes hair. Now that I'm thinking about it, super into hair. Well, if he had, if he had his hair cut, he wouldn't have to do that. But oh, but Andy sees him as he's walking through, right? And he's and Andy's like losing his mind, drops his gun that they're like learning how to move from one shoulder to the other. Yeah, but as the dumpster gets loaded into the <laughs> into the garbage truck, I do love that we just get Chucky like stop. Shit! Oh, as he like falls. The in. shit as he's passing the camera because it's like this. Shit! Shit! It's so fucking funny. I loved it so much. The garbage truck starts to drive away, and he yells from the back. And the guy driving is like, "Oh no, there's somebody in the back." Yeah, it sounds like like a kid's in the back. I mean, he's yeah. just doing his job, right? So he yeah. climbs in. Chucky gets up. And Chucky has already somehow climbed out and is fully going to kill this dude. Now, <laughs> I don't know a ton about garbage trucks. That Shocker. doesn't shock me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think you're right. Do they I don't grind? Think they have a, I don't think they have they a They don't they do have not a trash have a grind. compactor <laughs> no. in the back, right? I think they just have a press, not a... Okay. Yeah, it's at least the ones I've seen just have the press that comes in from yeah, the you back, smush right? it. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense practically, to practically, because if it's spinning, you could get stuff caught there, the grills, then it could get yeah. jammed up. You don't want that. No. But if it's just a com hydraulic compressor... But this is very much like a Star Wars-esque trash compactor, but inside a garbage vehicle. Yeah, but it not only has a compactor, it's got that just like wheel of spikes, and I was like, I don't think this is real. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I doubt there's a wheel of spikes in every garbage truck. But garbage men out there, if you have a spinning wheel of spikes in your truck, yeah. let us know. If you have a wheel of trash death, tell us. <laughs> anyway, the trash man gets stuck back there and gets all compacted and his arm breaks off. Everyone hears the screams. They run to the truck. They see the blood leaking out. I think you mean red paint leaking out, but yeah. Red, definitely red paint. <laughs> uh, but this gives Chucky a chance to escape so we cut to the dorms later and Whitehurst is polishing Shelton's shoes and spits in them, which I do love. Yes. That is great. Which of course you would do because fuck that guy. Yep. But he goes to take a shower and Andy is unpacking. We see that Chucky's in the trunk and then he's about to pop out when Whitehurst comes back in and is like, hey, did you get that package? No? Weird. And then leaves. Yeah. He Andy's looking at a picture of his mom when Chucky is under the bed and slices his Achilles heel, which like he never gets any medical attention for that. You wouldn't be able to like walk 
It's like it's one of the kills in Hostel for fuck's sake. Oh yeah, like that would disable you at the very least. You wouldn't be able to walk on that that foot. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he missed because there was no blood on the knife. Yeah, yeah in my mind, yeah. it like didn't break the skin. Like it was close, mm-hmm. or maybe like cut yeah. his sock or something. But like, yeah, because he is running around the rest of this movie. Page, you're right. Like right, if he actually cut his Achilles, Achilles, he'd be out. Yeah, but so he and Chucky fight, and he ends up like bashing him against the floor until Shelton walks in and sees it happening and is like, what the fuck? Give me that doll. You're now my favorite person to bully. Yeah. Bye. Anyway, we cut to later that night and he's got the knife. He's sneaking into Shelton's room. He's trying to find Chucky. Yeah. And he's looking in the closet. No. Then he notices there's a missing Bowie knife from a wall display of weapons in the room. It's like he walked into Rambo's garage, but instead <laughs> of like having like power tools that you do like woodwork or some shit, it's just like like knives. And he had just taken one off the wall. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like if he had walked into our bedroom and was like drill, angle grinder. <laughs> I love that part in the, in the mega I episode. Heard. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was so funny. I had to leave it in. Yeah. So there's a Bowie knife missing. And so as he's looking, Chucky's on the other side of the bed. So he ends up jumping over sleeping Shelton to try and get to Chucky. Yeah. And Shelton is just like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? Where's the doll? Because Chucky is somehow teleported out of the room conveniently. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're just supposed to expect that he ran out of the room, right? Like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And Shelton gets everyone up basically until somebody admits who has the doll. Uh, And he's basically torturing them outside in the rain, making them run laps and whatever for some code of honor bullshit. (laughs) When you say run laps, they're just running in a circle. Like they're not running laps around anything except themselves. And they bully Andy because they're like, this is all your fault, Andy. Yeah, I'd be fucking pissed. I feel bad for him. It happens to him every every movie. Every time. Yeah. Every movie. Everyone dies around him. We have a right to be suspicious. <laughs> I think you have a right to be suspicious, but not push him down into a puddle, Bullybot 2.0. Yeah, Bullybot. I would have pushed him down in that puddle. I mean, I think you would have if you were today years old, let alone if you were his age. Like, I can't imagine how far you would go if you were like 17, Mikey. I think an argument could be made that less people would have died if we just would have gave Chucky Andy's body. No, I I would completely disagree. So my concern is that murderers over time get better yes. and they get better at concealing their like clues that they would leave behind. So if they caught him right away after his first murder, absolutely yes, but he also might get like 100, 150 people down before we catch him next time. Serial killers get worse. They spiral. They lose control. Yeah, because they're unable to control the impulse. But Mm -hmm. I I feel like in Andy's body, because Andy doesn't necessarily have a record. Yeah. If if he just if we just initially gave him Andy's body, uh, didn't have a record. I think it would take him a lot longer to catch him, especially as a kid, because they would suspect him less. Yeah. So I think a lot more people die if we give him Andy's body. It's a good argument. It's good. It's a a good back and forth. Let us know your thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What do you guys think, chat? Anyway. (laughs) So while that's happening, Chucky goes to try and find Tyler and Tyler has left him a note that's like, you're it. Come find me. So they're playing like hide and seek and they end up in the colonel's office. And oh, man, I love this part so much. I think this might be my favorite (laughs) Chucky death. Really? Well, That's in a little bit. That's it's a couple scenes now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're right. It, It takes place in the same office, though. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, 
Barkley breaks formation to go and look for Tyler. And I'm like, there's like six kids running in a circle. They're gonna notice yeah. <laughs> like that he just runs off. And of course, Shelton immediately sees him and punches him. <laughs> Meanwhile. Oh, that he punches him back, Paige. He does. He does he fight does. back. He does fight back. Meanwhile, the doll, Chucky and Tyler are in the colonel's office and who should come upon them but the two girls that go to this school. Yeah. And they're looking for Andy's file to see, like, how he ended up there. Yeah, because it's much easier to do that than to have a conversation. I do love that they take this approach. They're like, you know what's more easy than actually just talking to him? Let's break into this office and look into his file. Right. Oh, he murdered his foster family? Nice. Killers all? Nice. But they basically find Tyler and they're like, oh, you took the doll. Everyone's going to be pissed because like they're running outside. Yeah. But they put lipstick on him and they're kind of messing with Chucky, but he's still just pretending to be a doll until the colonel comes in and kind of scatters them and finds the doll, goes to throw it in the trash and it's immediately up again. And he basically is like, what the fuck? Because Chucky <laughs> is there with a knife, full on alive doll. Yeah. And the colonel has a heart attack and crashes through Chekhov's war diorama. It's so great. I love that Chucky's like, wait, what? What is happening? Like, he's like, I was going to kill you. I didn't realize that, like, Father Time was going to beat me to it. Right. But it does. Yeah. Those cheeseburgers finally caught up with them. <laughs> I mean, or just badly placed dioramas. Just <laughs> caught up true. with them. I mean, he clearly has a heart, a heart attack, Paige. Like... He, yeah, no, he does. I think it's just the fear of a of a Chucky doll. I mean, oh, it definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeseburgers or not, that's enough to make anyone shit themselves to death. Like, it's bad. <laughs> that may, that'll make anyone have a fart attack for sure, at least. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're he's dead. So they, like, load his body bag past Shelton, who's just, like, two tours in Nam, and one night he just drops dead. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, if he did two tours in Nam, a doll should not be that scary. I know. <laughs> anyway, the next morning, they have a moment of silence at breakfast and then Andy tries to catch up with Tyler at breakfast but they trip him on the way yeah but this is when the pedophilic barber is just like I want to see you Friday Monday Fabrizio my man Tuesday <laughs> Wednesday right after breakfast he's just like shouting dates at people he's literally yelling his schedule at people yeah. yes for as creepy as he is this scene makes me laugh so hard because it's so strange it does feel like they were like hey why don't you just improv all your dialogue and he was like I've never done that before and they were like, perfect. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's Andy's talking to Tyler and he's like, look, Chucky is a bad person and I think he's killing people and I think he killed Colonel Cochran. So like, please keep this knife if you're not going to stay away from him. Yeah, because Tyler still thinks that Chucky's like a good guy. Right. Yeah, because that's like the branding of the doll. The, they're the good guy dolls. And I mean, Chucky's right. just lying to him, you know. We cut to the... Barbershop. Well, so you guys got to understand, this isn't just a military academy. This is the Sassoon. This is the, the Del Sassoon. Is that what you were trying <laughs> yeah, to say? Salon Academy. Hair Salon Academy. The Vel Sassoon. How do you say it? Vidal Sassoon. Vidal Sassoon. It's on that Paul Mitchell school tip. I've been Googling that since y'all were trying to talk about it because I didn't know the word and I still couldn't figure it out. But I know all of the most famous hair salons around me. Thanks, Google. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Mikey was like, oh, I guess we do have more than just like a super cuts. <laughs> what is this? Great 
Clips. <laughs> <laughs> Great Clips Academy. Anyway, Whitehurst is getting his hair cut. Yeah. Presto, you're bald. Whitehurst leaves. And we see him trim his nose hairs. The the barber trim his nose hairs. I thought for sure Chucky was going to come up and just shove those scissors up into his brain. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. I was kind of mad hilarious. that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been great. Um, but as he's kind of putting his stuff away, Chucky's in the cabinet. And he's like, how'd you get in here? And then he feels his doll hair. And he's like, that haircut ain't regulation, soldier. <laughs> When's the last time you had it trimmed? This dude is getting what? off on haircuts. Like, there's no way he's Ugh. not, Mikey. He's just excited about it. He is Videl Sassoon. <laughs> no, sexually excited. Yeah. It sounds like you're saying Fidel Sassoon. <laughs> like it's, like some it's from sort Cuba? Of, yeah, like it's some sort of authoritarian hair dictator. Uh, my backstory for this character is that this guy lost all of his sexual organs in the war. So his only purpose in life now is to cut hair. And he is passionate. No. He's a G.I. Joe down there. You mean he doesn't have a cobra? <laughs> oh, toy jokes. Anyway, so Fidel Sassoon puts Chucky in the chair. He's as smooth as a Ninja Turtle's head. <laughs> uh, and he's about to get Chucky served with the trimmers when Chucky pulls up a straight razor, yeah. pulls his hair back and slits his throat and yeah. says, presto, you're dead. Which he's doing Jamaican appropriation. Now he's going to do Italian. Come on, Chucky. Pick a lane. Yep. He's clearly Irish, right? He's got red hair and freckles. Chucky, well, his doll body does. Chucky's not very good at respecting other cultures. I guess I am asking cultures. too much of this murderer to not also be a little racist. Okay. I, I like that you're like, the murder, fine, but racist? <laughs> well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Also bad, but I feel like we should address the murder, maybe. <laughs> Cut this out, like... I don't know if he's racist or just like terrible because like, he's like, he seems stoked to be a quote unquote bro. Mikey, he's going to try and get out this child. So yes, it's racist. But the whole thing takes place in New Orleans. I don't care. He's going to try and send Tyler to the sunken place. Yes, it's racist. He's trying to get out a child. I thought he was trying to get in. It can be both of those things in this situation, yes. I think Tyler's would not be in a sunken place. I think he would be dead. That's not his great soul, either. His soul That's would not be gone. preferable. So, yeah, not great. Either way, it's not good. But it could be a mercy since he's still just waiting for a letter from his dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, that's something that Tyler and I have in common. No, see, this is just Chucky targeting a vulnerable child. Yeah. Like, he's like, no one's going to look for him. And that's why. And you're like, no, of no, course. Chucky, no. Anyway, so he slits that guy's throat. Whitehurst walks in just as it's happening, sees the doll. So he now knows it's real. Yeah. And the doll's after Tyler. We cut outside where they've assembled for war games, which is essentially just extreme paintball capture the flag yeah which honestly sounds sort of dope when i went and played paintball last it was capture the flag paintball except uh you should wear eye protection oh and we totally did yeah and i wore yes, like yeah. layers of clothes because the the paintballs will hurt if it's just like a t-shirt i've never been paintballing it's pretty oh, wow. fun it's Paige. fun Paige. i yeah. feel like i would enjoy it yeah you wear like a hoodie like sweatpants and like yeah. you wear like mm -hmm. i like jeans and like you you, you, layer wear, if you wear a couple of layers you don't you don't feel it 
Yeah. Yeah. Or you feel it, but it doesn't hurt hurt. You know, you're like, oh, you got me shit. You're you like, know? Eh, like snapping a rubber band. I got hit in the neck with one and it hurt bad. <laughs> like it was oh. right above my collarbone. It hurt oh. so bad. Yeah. So I would recommend layering because <laughs> I had that bruise for like two weeks. <laughs> but these kids don't wear protective eyewear because it's survival of the fittest and we'll never bring back the cup of the Hunger Games from the cornucopia if we let weak kids go yeah you're not going to get to live in that mansion unless yeah. you get properly trained it mm -hmm. is like a winner's mansion but it's so sad because like she and Peta just end up being neighbors who are just like shells of people that's district 12 we're over in district 2 training these kids at our military academy they're stoked about it yeah they can't wait so we reveal that they're going to be using paintball bullets in their rifles yeah and we cut to Chucky somehow in the armory replacing all these paintball bullets for the red team with actual bullets. So Whitehurst joins them. He doesn't tell anyone that he's seen Chucky around and alive. And they all proceed on this trip where they're on like a camping trip to then do paintball capture the flag. Yeah. And at one point, Andy and we find out her name is Kristen. The, you mean the other woman who goes to the school? The oh, Yeah, one of the two, uh, <laughs> Kristen. And they kiss in front of a carnival blurrily projected on a screen behind. <laughs> yeah, my favorite kind. Anyway, we cut back to the, the campfire immediately. And Chucky is like wandering around the tents trying to find Tyler. And Andy's like, I've got to go find Tyler before Chucky does. So he steals a map from Shelton yeah. and goes on reconnaissance. He gets to end. He gets to Tyler's tent. He's already gone. So he has to try and track him with Chucky. Meanwhile, the blue team, Andy's team, have already noticed that Andy is gone and the map is gone. So they're now looking for Andy. So in the forest, Chucky tries to get Tyler to play hide the soul again. And when he won't, he pulls out a knife. And at this point, yeah. Tyler's like, oh, you are a bad guy. Yeah, because now he, he goes from like playing a game to like trying to murder him. And Tyler's the son of a traitor. He's no dummy. <laughs> right. <laughs> His father sold nuclear secrets to North Korea. You know what? The whole time. Every, we've all been joking about his dad being in prison or dead, but really this entire time he's been living like a king in Patagonia. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he has to worry about is the RRUS's page. Yeah, never had a valet. You can try if you like. Most likely kill you in the morning. Uh, so <laughs> Tyler stabs Chucky with the knife that Andy gave him. Yes. And runs away. And Andy hears him because he yells. So he chases after him and encounters the blue team and is like whitehurst you saw chucky alive like back me up and whitehurst doesn't say anything but now that they have tyler and andy they call in De silva who's Kristen, and one of the other recruits to have them come back because they were scouting and De silva doesn't reply until yeah chucky replies on her radio basically saying that he's got her prisoner so they come to find her they, they basically come to the place where he says he's holding her, but he also calls the red team and is like, hey, the blue team's all going to be here. Come to this spot. Yeah. So now both teams are there and they're in basically a standoff where Chucky has a full on grenade. <laughs> A real life grenade, not like a paintball grenade, right? And honestly, the blue team 
has paintball bullets. It's only the red team that has real bullets, right? Yeah. Right. And here's the thing. I don't know where he got the grenade. I don't know if it was from the old Jeep or if De Silva walks around holding a grenade. I don't know. But <laughs> I love that view of it where it's De Silva just always has a grenade always in his has pocket. A grenade. Yeah. Or all of them always have grenades. <laughs> Is that a grenade in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Oh, to see you'd me. hate to see a blow. Oh. But, so the blue team. <laughs> fires and they've got paintballs yeah so everyone's fine everyone's fine where the hell is everybody but then the red team shows up and they start firing and it's live rounds so shelton goes down oh he gets shot in the chest like yeah that dude's dead super dead it's great and the red team to their credit quickly is like oh shit these are live bullets like fucking stop like oh my god (laughs) they're like oh no no. we're so ready for the games we can't wait (laughs) we're so glad we killed Shelton. Yeah. <laughs> They're so jazzed about it. So Chucky uses this like melee to try and escape because Tyler has crawled away and Andy is trying to follow them. So Chucky tosses the grenade. Whitehurst dives on it and dies because it's a real grenade. It's just like. Yes. The worst part was is that the other students were pretty far away from the grenade. Yes. They could have rolled out and been fine, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have been fine. I do love the thought that he was just like, I mean, it's just like a paint grenade so i'm just gonna but, jump but, on it so not everyone's clothes get wet and like gross and then it fully kills him it, it really <laughs> was a mercy because he wears glasses no oh, wow. <laughs> i hope your eyesight gets terrible as you get older and you have to wear glasses it is crazy that that's like the only thing like negative about him is that he wears glasses so of course he's the nerd or whatever I don't know, it's silly. But that's like an 80s, 90s thing. I also think there's some thinly veiled anti-Semitism yes. as well. Oh, not thinly. Yeah, I think, it's yeah. not thinly at all. <laughs> Pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're calling for a medic. Everyone's in chaos. Kristen and Andy take off after Tyler and Chucky, and they end up at the carnival. Because <laughs> of course they do. Uh, we get security guy yelling at boombox guy, and then we cut to the <laughs> security tent because that's where Tyler goes. That's the first yeah. place he's like, I need help. I'll find a grown up. And the security guy's like, I'm pretty sure your friend doesn't want to hurt you. And he's like, yes, he does. He wants to hurt me. And he's like, well, this will cheer you up. Look what I found. A good guy doll. And it's well, okay. fully Chucky. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. At this point in the movie, I had fully lost it because the movie's just like way over the top weird <laughs> and when yes. he brings Chucky in Natalie and I both went like whoa <laughs> because like I was not expecting that at all that Chucky teleported to the security tent no how did he get there before everybody that Chucky beat him there yeah, yeah somehow how? It was an amazing reveal that was truly impossible. Just put them in the same drawer as all the unsecured <laughs> firearms we found here at the <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Mikey. Drawer that drawer guns. only has things in it that start with the letter G. Gum and guns, motherfucker. <laughs> also, conveniently, a small enough gun for Chucky to hold. Yes. And then Chucky leaves the other gun on his holster because... Because a soccer mom snuck in her purse pistol and it had to be taken by security and that's why it's just in that top drawer because that guy's like i'm not allowed to walk around with a firearm either so i'm gonna put it in here yeah she was just following the rules because she knows that they aren't gonna pat her down so that she can hand it through the back entrance of the club (laughs) that's how they do it that's how you do it anyway Kristen and andy get there they go to the security tent and that security guard is dead ass dead and the drawer gun is missing so they (gasps) take his waist gun uh from his holster 
and try to follow Chucky and Andy, who, of course, immediately duck into a haunted house. Which they duck into the haunted aggro crag. The haunted aggro crag, but from the outside, it looks like it's roughly the size of a tr- like a trailer, and then oh, inside, no, it's like yeah. bigger than Space Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> It was giving me uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 vibes. Yeah, because it's like on the outside, it's like, a you know, the back of a truck, like 18 wheeler truck. Right. And then when you walk inside, it's a fucking airplane hangar. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, So (laughs) they end up in first. They end up in the little graveyard portion of the haunted house thing. And Tyler kind of runs away and hides in this little like gated portion but chucky just comes around and catches him around the backside of it yeah um he knocks him onto the tracks a couple times which is how we find out that like the tracks are hollow so you can kind of like duck down on the tracks and the cars will ride over you yeah but in the graveyard she takes a shot at Chucky and he actually shoots her leg before she can get a shot off. Yeah, that's how they get the gun out of her hands and into Andy's hands so that he can take the final shot. Although I do, I get that they're trying to like say that her teaching him how to shot is what saved the day. I get that. But like, why not just let her do it? Yeah, yeah, just let her do it. So I guess military school is good. That is no. not at all what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I mean, you heard it here, folks. Todd said teaching children to shoot is what really will save other children at the end. I meant narratively, Mikey. What stops a good guy with a gun is another good guy with a gun. Because it's Cause Chucky he's and he's guy. a good guy. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate everything about this. Anyway, <laughs> now Andy's got to try and shoot Chucky, but he's a full-on stormtrooper, so he can't hit shit. So Chucky runs further into the ride. And at this point, I'm like, how big is this fucking ride? This looks like the most fun ride I've ever seen. (laughs) And I was like, man, I miss amusement parks. And there's like a giant Grim Reaper with a blade that's actually sharp. Dude, when that Grim Reaper cut off Chucky's face, I was like, why the fuck is that so sharp? (laughs) Because it's a circus. That's so dangerous. Look, what do you expect from a ride that looks like a double wide trailer from the outside, but is is legitimately four football fields inside? (laughs) I love this Dyson Sphere uh, haunted house ride. It's amazing. (laughs) It's it's basically the hell TARDIS. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the real one. <laughs> Doctor Who sucks. I'm bringing it back. Oh, God. No, Mikey, no. Stop it. No. Stop being mean to Doctor Who fans and Australia. But, Mikey, what if we changed it from Doctor Who to Doctor Whoville? I'm back on board. Oh, the Grinch is in the TARDIS. Yeah, it's the Grinch in the TARDIS mm-hmm. trying to solve Who crimes throughout history. Hoostery. Shit. Oh, I was right there. <laughs> he goes back to try to stop Cindy Lou. <laughs> Who Jesus from being. Did you say Cindy Lou Who <laughs> Jesus from being What the fuck <laughs> kind of word salad Are you spewing out <laughs> Into the ether one. The Grinch tries to go back in time To stop the birth of Who Christ So Christmas never happens I wouldn't touch this pitch with a <laughs> 39 and a half foot pole <laughs> 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 I tried to <laughs> 
I kept trying to say who Jesus Christ is. <laughs> You're like, what child is this? No, who child is this? I just love Dr. Who, like Dr. Whoville going back in time to save Jesus so that Christmas can happen later on. But all of that being narrated by like a Dr. Seuss type voiceover. Mm-hmm. That to me would be very funny. Oh. oh dear, oh dear, what do we have here? It's the doctor, my dears, never fear. Something like that. <laughs> would you, could you in a manger? <laughs> it's an adventure the doctor must go to a time long ago that we all know when a king named Herod was oh so mean and a baby named Jesus was yet to be seen. If I stop the who Christ, there will be no who crosses and there will be no who crucifixions and no who Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> With sonic screwdriver in hand, the doctor set out to protect this land. I can't follow you down this path, Michael. I like it. I'm on this board, This windy, Mikey. neon, circular path. <laughs> the Who disciples will not get in my way. Oh, my God. That just reminds me of my the most misunderstood character, Biff from Back to the Future Part 2. No, Mikey! <laughs> Mikey is like... Always siding with the bully in movies, and that should have been a red flag to me early on. (laughs) Anyway, they go into this ride with a giant Grim Reaper, which conveniently slices Chucky's face off. And as Tyler runs away, he climbs on board a fucking bone bat. He does. It's amazing. Flying through the ride. Maximize your bone bat powers. Bone bat. (laughs) It's bone bat. It was a very (laughs) exciting experience for Tyler, the first human clone that has no real parents. (laughs) (laughs) So now his dad's not just away in the military. He's not dead. He's not a traitor. He is a clone. He is our first human clone. Who Christ would call him a who abomination? No, Mikey, I can't. We gotta stop talking about Who Christ. I can't fucking do it. I can't. It's too weird. Oh, you mean Jesus Luhu? Instead of a cross, they have the mountain that the Grinch was on. That's what they wear around their necks. You know what can move those is the faith of who mustard seeds. (laughs) (laughs) It's better for a who camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Literally everything is funnier with who in front of it. Dr. Seuss cracked the who code. Who father throughout in heaven. Hallowed be who name. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) It's not the Grinch's exorcist. (laughs) Holy shit. That's the movie I want. The thing I hate most about Whoville is the prosperity who gospel that like has really taken root. (laughs) And it's just like these mega who churches like preaching who bullshit. Like it sucks. I just don't like disparaging sexual language against young who women like she's a who-ho. <laughs> Not a whoer? She's a whoer. Yeah. Whoer. That's what it would be, Mikey. I think they call it a sex worker. Sex worker. See, this is just as bad as I, I had a bit I was doing for my sister the last time I was home where I kept singing Midnight Train to Georgia with extra hoot hoots. And, <laughs> and I was just like, I'd rather live in his world than live with hoot him in mine. <laughs> it was just so dumb and I wouldn't stop doing it. Oh, God. We got to get back to this movie. Yeah. Uh, so he rides off on a bone bat 
to the top of the skull aggro crag. <laughs> the skull o crag. The skull o crag. <laughs> do 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 you have it, skulls? Uh, so. <laughs> oh, this episode's gone. We've lost it. I do it's love like gone. when you did that page. All I f- saw was fuck whoever Mike hosted. O'Malley running with the flag. Yes, yes, exa- yes exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Moira. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Andy follows follows them in there, and he's trying to climb up uh, Skullocrag, and <laughs> he notices that there's a giant fan strobe that he can't stand on because it would chop him into bits. Yeah, but it is like Chekhov's fuck off huge fan with no cover on it. Like exactly, it's yeah. a carnival. <laughs> What? A carnival shouldn't have a huge fuck off fan with no cover on it either, Mikey. It's nothing. Dangerous. wildly dangerous. <laughs> That's like well, if you said, had like a vat of acid and you're like, what? It's a proctologist's office. <laughs> I'm saying that carnivals are not safe. So they obviously have a sharp blade falling and they obviously have uncovered razor sharp fans. That I think are just to blow paper mache up. It's very they are. Overkill. It's just the cre- the creepy paper for the for the fire. Yeah. Anyway, up at the top of Skull Agro Crag, Chucky is trying to assemble the shrine of the silver monkey, but also <laughs> call the soul down into Tyler. Well, that's how you do it, and maybe that's the amulet Mikey mentioned. That's in the fourth one. Maybe he does assemble oh, the, the shrine of the silver oh, monkey, and then that's uh, what becomes the amulet, and then gets it from one of the temple guards yeah, before he has be. to climb through that foam thing. <laughs> My favorite part of the Chucky franchise is that this ritual to get the soul into the person's body gets longer each film. Yes. To <laughs> Just long enough tension. for people to climb the aggro crag to get yeah, to I'm him. Like, yeah. How long does this take? The length of it is yeah. purely determined by the plot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Andy from lower on the, ag- the skull grow crag aims and shoots and blows and misses first but then hits Chucky's arm. Yeah. Then gets him through the heart which causes Chucky to fall. So he's like on... Tyler's back and Andy hands him the knife yeah so that he can stab Chucky Chucky falls down into the open fan like a trash bag full of cherry jello. It's so great. Yeah. I love it. And it's I love that they so keep good. showing the explosion of the Chucky as it gets destroyed. They show it like twice. Like it's yeah, so yeah, funny yeah. to me. I also liked when Tyler was like knocked out when Chucky was doing the ritual and Andy gets up there and is like, are you okay? And he's just magically awake and he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like my dad's a traitor. I've been through worse. Yeah, I miss my dad. I'm wearing knee pads <laughs> with Velcro on them and I'm ready to climb that wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, uh, we it lights in like pink, purple, and blue like the aggro crag. Yes, that's why I was like, this has heavy aggro crag energy. Anyway, so they come out to the carnival and they basically, he says goodbye, <laughs> goodbye to Kristen, who is being loaded into an ambulance because she's been shot in the leg. Yeah. And then they load him into a police car and he's like, I've been here before. No worries. (laughs) Uh, And then they drive away as the lights turn down on the Gravitron and the janitors sweep up the carnival. And that's that's the the movie. movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Child's Play 3? I mean, I heard the term who Christ more than I think I ever (laughs) wanted to. Well, you know what? I didn't. I prefer the next one. I think the next one is more bonkers and more fun. I'm excited to watch the next one. 
this is still fun. This is entertaining. Yeah. Mikey, I agree. I think that this is of the three that I've seen now, my least favorite, but I still sort of enjoyed it because it is like bonkers crazy, you know? It just feels like they rushed it, Paige. You know, it doesn't feel yeah. like they put their time in in the actual yeah. production of the movie. Yeah, and that is exactly what happened. So, yeah, but I, I honestly dug it. It's sort of fun. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Yes. Well, it is with your fun facts. Chucky fun fun facts. facts. (laughs) Oh, damn. Agro fun facts is way better. Okay. So (laughs) Chucky always loses his right hand right before he dies. In the original, Andy's mom shoots it off. In Mm. Child's Play 2, he tears it off to escape from a bar. Oh, yeah. In this movie, uh, Andy gets it with a knife. Okay, awesome. Yeah, the only Child's Play film where no women die and all the victims are males is this one. Usually. Nice. At least... One lady bites it. Yeah, I, I hear that in Chucky's mind, they're all enemy combatants because yes. they're all males of a certain age. Oh. He's like a drone that way. This is commentary on Obama's use of drones. Very timely. <laughs> well, I mean, we still do it. Obama just started it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the first one to send them into Whoville and take care of fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, who drones will fuck you Where up? are your who rights now? <laughs> <laughs> Under pressure from Universal, screenwriter Don Mancini was actually asked to begin writing the third film before the second film came out. So this movie was released only nine months after the second one. That is insane. That's yes. so fast. Like, that is nuts. And Don Mancini has said that this is his least favorite because he felt like he was out of ideas because it was so soon after the second Look, one. It honestly sort of feels like that, which is sad because Chucky's a dope franchise. And I do feel like of the three I've seen, this is the weakest. I do like his idea for multiple Chuckies. I think that would have been oh, awesome. Yeah, I think that I would love to see that play out in maybe a future one. Like I or well, in, in Cult of Chucky, it kind of does. So okay, cool. we'll get to it eventually. Uh so this movie in Great Britain in particular uh caused a huge moral satanic panic tabloid issue of course it because did. there was a case where two 10 year old boys murdered a younger boy named James Bulger uh, who was two uh, and people blamed it on seeing this film although nothing in this film for me would suggest killing a child no because um, Tyler is really the only child ass child and he lives yeah mm-hmm. uh and it was later determined that neither of the boys had seen the movie. So it was completely. <laughs> That's exactly what you would expect out of a satanic panic anything. However, there was one actual case, uh, the case of Suzanne Capper, who was kidnapped and tortured by some of her former friends, people she, she knew who kidnapped and tortured her. Uh, and part of their torture was playing the audio of, hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? For maximum volume, okay, through headphones over and over and over and over and over and over again. Oh wow! I mean, they do sort of that in the CEO scene, and it was too much. I hated it. It's a lot. Yeah. And before they would commence each torture session, they would say, "Chucky's coming to play." Oh God, this is the yes. worst fun fact. Yeah. Oh, it, it gets worse because unfortunately. Uh, Suzanne Capper did not survive. Uh, She was set on fire and left to die. She did survive that. She was found alive and crawled to safety, but unfortunately succumbed to her injuries. But 
not before being able to let the authorities know who had tortured and and ultimately killed her. I mean, I guess that's a bright side and a shit sandwich, but like that's terrible. Yeah, that's yeah. It's super terrible, but that all happened right around this movie as well, just as the James Bulger case was happening. So yeah. this movie had a lot of weird controversy around it. This is the first one to use computers for Chucky's puppetry, specifically his lip syncing. It's not quite there yet. Yeah. The next one does a great job. Okay. So the only film in the series where Andy Barclay is played by a different actor instead of Alex Vincent. This is the only one. And the reason for that is because there's an eight-year time jump movie to movie but it was less than a year between the second and third <laughs> films. So you couldn't be like, hey, the, the guy who played Andy in the first two films, you're now going to play a 16 year old. And he's like, but I'm 12. I can't I'm do 12. that. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does appear twice in the movie, though, via photos as young Andy. Sure. Yeah. Both in the beginning and then in the file. And Alex Vincent actually returns in Curse of Chucky in 2013 and Cult of Chucky in 2017. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, this is also Brad Dourif's fav- least favorite movie in the series. It's a lot of people's least favorite, I would yeah. say. This was filmed at a military school. It was Kemper Military School and Junior College in, in District Boonville, 2? Missouri. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, gotcha. The movie called The School Kent, and the school is now closed down. Originally, they approached Peter Jackson to direct this film. Oh, my God. Fresh Off of Frighteners, which is a movie we haven't seen yet, but... Fresh Off of Frighteners and Dead Alive, which has been streaming, but we have had, like, hadn't been able to catch it a couple times that yeah. it's been streaming, but now it's streaming pretty regularly, which is good. Yeah. Um, it is also the final film in the franchise to include the lore that Chucky must transfer his soul into the first person he revealed his true identity to... Good. ...within a limited time frame. In Bride of Chucky, which is the next one, uh, they retcon this lore and introduce the heart of the Dambala amulet that Charles has allegedly always had and was buried with his corpse. With the amulet, he can possess any human host that he wants. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think there was something in the first movie. I don't remember an amulet. Like when, when he's the human version of himself, I think he holds something. Maybe. I don't know. The cast, the young adult cast that played all the, the military students yeah. actually did capture the flag paintball on set. Nice. Okay. Just as nice. like an activity for all of them. And there's so many other fun facts online. Go ahead and research them. I mean, it's Chucky. So there's like a million. There's documentaries, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, those are your fun facts. Well, awesome. Thank you for those curated fun facts. But let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for Child's Play 3 in 1991? I have to recuse myself because I know. All right, Mikey, what do you think? 1991, what was the budget? $7 million. All right. It was actually $13 million. Okay. And if you adjust that for inflation, that's roughly $28.5 million today. Now, this movie came out on April 30th, 1991, and was number two in the box office that week. It was beat by Dead Again. Uh, of course, Child's Play was number two. Number three was Terminator 2 Judgment Day that had been out for nine weeks and was still in the top three. <laughs> yeah. Number four was another pretty solid movie, Hot Shots, that had been out for five weeks. And the fifth movie was Doc Hollywood. So what do you think Child's Play 3 brought in in its first weekend? And again, it was second in the box office. I actually know this too. Okay. Yeah. 10 million? 
Okay, so it was 1991, Mikey. If you adjust for inflation, you're probably closer. It was uh, $5.7 million. Gotcha. Still higher than I was. Yeah, well, actually, if you adjust for inflation, it was that's 12.5 today, Mikey. So your guess mm-hmm. of 10 million would be under. But it was only in theaters for a total of three weeks. So how much do you think it made in the domestic box office in that three-week run? 13 million. Paige, do you know, or do you have to recuse yourself? I, I had heard something... And I don't know if it was domestic or worldwide, but I it was like twenty million. Yeah, so that was worldwide. Uh, it was okay. fourteen point two million domestic, and then another five point six international to make it roughly twenty million dollars that it brought in. So it was more than its budget. Of course, this movie you can stream it. You can, I mean, I'm sure it's available in a bunch of places, and I'm sure it did really well on you know VHS and DVD and all of that shit. So I'm sure it's made plenty of money. But in the box office itself it brought in 19.8 technically. But that's your box office. So Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, our scary scale listeners is a scale 1 to 10 how scary we found the film today. Our one example is Ghostbusters and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Page. Oh, this is a one for me. Todd. It's a one. Yeah, it's not scary at all. One for me too. And that's our scary scale. <laughs> So this week you all made me watch Child's Play 3. What are you making us all watch next week? We actually have not done one of the most famous like creepy toy movies. Yeah, we haven't. (laughs) True story question mark? Oh yeah, definitely a true story. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be doing Annabelle. Yeah, Raggedy Annabelle. Yes. Is what we'll be doing (laughs) next week. We actually get a lot of requests for Annabelle Comes Home, which we can't do until we do this one. So she's gotta leave home first. Yeah. We gotta get her her out door. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I am excited for the sequel, but we gotta get through this one first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your homework for next week is to watch Annabelle before she can come home. So the first one and then uh, check back next week for that episode. Yes. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? No. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review read on the podcast. And that is to leave us a five star text review. And we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to do this week? There's a lot of new reviews. Yep. Just got to pick one, Mikey. Just got to pick one. Just I got to pick one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was one from Saturday that's from Arster. Gotcha. Arster says, get your heart fixed wrapped in humor. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much a good log line for this show. This podcast is awesome. I listen to this show and its sister show all the time. Nice. The hosts are hilarious and knowledgeable about movies. You can tell they really (laughs) enjoy watching and talking about movies. Yeah. Their opinions are mostly wrong. That's fair. (laughs) Particularly about Screen 3 and New Moon. (laughs) Did we do New Moon on this? No. No, we did it on Romancing the Pod. Anywho... One thing that the hosts need to work on is being more proud about the podcast. I get the impression that they're oh. embarrassed to share or talk about the podcast in real life. Okay. Guys, you should be proud. I You created two awesome podcasts that are a joy to listen. <laughs> that is very kind. It's not that I'm not proud. It's that everyone has a podcast. So when yes. you say you have a podcast, everyone's assuming that it's like on the same level as their podcast. Right. <laughs> Plus, if you're constantly talking about not wanting people to know 
you podcast, why would we share it with ours? Because it's fucking dope. This is a great show. It, it's different <laughs> when you're like, I like a show, listen to it. It's very different to then be like, I have a show. If you don't think I begged all of my friends to listen to this when oh, we first yeah, yeah, started yeah. it, yeah, I course. absolutely did. That's like the thing you do when you start a podcast. And then they all stopped and you all started listening. And I prefer that you guys listen, honestly. I have an exercise for you out there. Write a short story. And then the next time you meet someone, say, I wrote a short story. Do you want to read it? But if your friend was like, yo, you got to check out Mikey's short story. It's awesome. You probably would because you'd be like, Mikey can read? Who knew? <laughs> but Arster, thank you so much for the compliment. And I, I do understand your point. But it's different if I tell someone to listen to my podcast. We gotta, we gotta if, stay humble, fam. Yeah, one of their one of their friends tells them to listen to one of, to our podcast. You know, right? Yeah. But if you want to have Mikey read your five star review, leave us a five star review. I'm really good at sex. But if like a girl you had sex with says he's Yo, really Mikey's good at sex, really good at sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same. Exactly. Yeah. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm -hmm, than the mm -hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And if you haven't noticed, since October 1st, we have been running the new Horror Virgin blog. And when I say we, I really mean Katie from the Facebook group. She's been running everything. She's like the managing editor of the Horror Virgin blog. So if you haven't been to our Horror Virgin blog, go check it out. It's at horrorvirgin.com slash blog. You'll see it. It's awesome. There's a lot of great articles. I mean, at the end of October, we have 31 awesome articles up. But check out our awesome Horror Virgin blog up now. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been just, like, driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? Tina's teenager... Always complaining that 
Tia never writes her a letter. <laughs> oh no, is Tia has Tia been dead this whole time? We didn't want to tell you. Tia sold nuclear secrets to Kim Jong Un. I no, knew no, it. No. I knew it. This episode is also brought to you by Jonathan, <laughs> and Jonathan wants me to share with you guys some videos. So let me do that right now. Can you guys see my screen? Yeah, yes. awesome. This video is called Yay Bacon Dylan Grease Hollis. Cookies. They're delicious. I've made them before. Wait, really? Yes. So what do you? What is it? It's bacon grease you put in cookies? Yeah, you sub some of your your fat, like your butter or your oil that you would normally bake with, uh, with bacon grease. For cookies, it's almost always butter. Yeah. Uh, that you you sub some bacon grease in. And it, it gives them just kind of a, a light, salty smokiness to go along with the chocolate. Damn, that sounds really good, actually. It's delicious. They're I so good. I love maple bacon everything. Yeah, Yeah, same. no, it's if you like maple bacon anything, it's 100% worth it, and they're delicious. Awesome. I mean, I like this guy. He's super animated. But I love Dylan Hollis. What you yeah. just described I'm going to buy his delicious. cookbook. I'm so excited for it. Oh, are it. you nice? Are you going to buy the presidential cookbook when my family releases it? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I was not expecting that answer. Well, thank you so much. And Jonathan, thank You're you welcome. so much for the awesome well, videos and the support. We appreciate it. We now return you to another episode of uh, The, the Patreonicals. What's going to happen this week, Mikey? Some weird shit. Well, I mean, it left <laughs> off in a very sexual place last week. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that. Honestly, that's probably for the best. So what's going to happen this week, Mikey? <laughs> um, this week on Planet Crouton. Hell yeah, he remembered, Paige. He did remember. And it's reminding me of earlier this week when my sister called one of our former high school classmates a human crouton. <laughs> and it was one of my favorite things ever. I lived on Planet Crouton for a while and I went to a concert and I was like blown away when the guy announcing it was like, are you ready? For the Yeasty Boys! <laughs> Yeasty Boys! <laughs> I can't stand it! I know you baked it! I'm just vamping until Mikey comes up with this week's episode. I'm ready, I'm ready. Let's do it, baby. Okay, Planet Crouton. The giant saucer appears in the sky. Okay. Uh, on the ship, it looks like the big fucking flying saucer from... Uh, Independence Day. Nice. Okay. So it's that big, like blowing up the White House big, like that big? Yes. Hell yeah. And so uh, on board the ship are Alex, the traitor magician. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All magicians are traitors because they won't tell me their secrets. He's made our faith in him disappear. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> Wes, Mr. Handsome. Yeah. Has been kidnapped by the Muns again. <gasps> oh, no. He's handsome. Danielle the Moon Queen sits with her crown and Aaron the Moon General. Crown made of long fingers. Yes. Libby, the prime minister who handles more of the bureaucratic side of the Mun Empire. That checks is out. Also yeah. there. That's yeah, like a prime minister type role. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, Danielle says, do it. And so Libby, Aaron, Aaron, I mean, presses the big red button and a giant laser starts to go down towards the the planet Crouton. Oh no, are we talking like Star Trek drill laser or the one that blew up the White House laser from Independence Day? We're talking Death Star oh, no! levels of laser. That's no moon! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's no moon. I didn't realize that they called planet Crouton Alder... Crouton? Crouton Alderon. They're about to call it Aldergon. Oh, shit! <laughs> dropping an air horn sound effect <laughs> okay back to the thing so <laughs> on the donut 
shiny donut. The the uh, and the the Santa Maria pistol thing. Whatever. Pistol the ship. thing. It's a ship. They're like, Mikey. oh shit! The the ship is saying. That that laser is gonna blow up the planet. We gotta evacuate. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, so the ship's like nav computer is going off, saying, "Hey, yeah, it's gonna go." Okay, yeah, we gotta be Alder gone before we get blown oh, yeah, up on this planet. Get gone. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so it's it's an evacuation time. Wolfric ha- in his ha- in his mouth has Lauren, the cave person. They've become best friends because he's more of a wolf now than man. Anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but Lauren, the cave person, is in Wolfric's mouth. Yeah, you know how like they put puppies in the mouth and carry them away and stuff? Yeah, okay, okay. So it's like a nurturing in the mouth, like carrying them by the tuff of their yeah, neck. Yeah. Okay. They're running to the ship to yes. evacuate. Okay. Um Captain Bruder is on the loudspeaker and he's like, We gotta get out of here. And they all they're all like, Oh God. And um Grotica, she's she's crying because she doesn't want to see this planet be destroyed. Right. And but so she comes back to the ship with her heavy metal axe. I figured she would fly away, fly away on her space pterodactyl. That's better. She's doing that now. Okay, so she's like, cool. I'll meet you upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> I'll meet you upstairs, uh, <laughs> aka space. Space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amy's like, we can eva- We have to get this sort of distance out of there because she's all, <laughs> she's an astronaut. Oh, because she knows. She knows how far an explosion of a planet goes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, she'd know. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Ragebomb has gotten back into the generator in the ship and he's blowing up because it's a combustion engine. And so he's powering <laughs> up the ship. Sure. Yeah. I was about to say, of course, it'd be a combustion engine because it's a spacefaring vehicle. But I mean, in all fairness, it used to be in like 1400s era ship. So mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Anthony, the time master and Jennifer, with the PH have been secretly developing a time device. I love it. I love and it so much. They're hidden on the ship together and they're working on it and they're like, they're whispering. So it's like a foreshadowing. Yeah. It's our Age of Ultron moment here. <laughs> um, Vance, AJ's home serial killer, is just murdering blue people and muns left and right. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't comes care. back to the ship. Yeah. yeah. He comes back to the ship. I probably should make him a bad guy at some point, but it's kind of funny. I do really love that, like, the good people in the Patreonicals have embraced H.H. Holmes. It almost makes me wonder if people <laughs> have the cap- capability of being all good or all evil. Maybe everyone's a little good, everyone's a little bad. I just don't think they know how to deal with that situation. Yet. Yeah, because if you kill one person, you're a murderer. But if you kill a million people, you're almost like, oh, wow, that's like, right. What does your day look like? Cody packs up his pawn shop <laughs> on Planet Crouton where he's made a lot of money and traded a lot of exotic objects. So he's he's like, you know what? Hate to lose the planet, but we've got a lot of good stuff here. Yeah. You know, we've got all now useless currency that we sold our goods for. So, yeah, <laughs> he great. trades it for other objects, too. They're pawning stuff. Off oh, that's to him. true. So OK, so got, he now has got... a museum of uh, a museum of crouton on the ship. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, with his laser eye, mourns his toe still still mourning that toe. Laser tears fall from those eyes. Laser as tears. He boards, as he boards the ship. Laser tears. OK. Uh, Bo Easy, who has secretly developed a. Space jet ski gets on it and rides <laughs> off into space. You know, space. to ride the space waves, brah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Allie the mermaid, <laughs> um, she gets into her mermaid tank in the ship. Hell yeah. Uh, and gets to spread out. So uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, when there's no water, she can walk around, but when she is in water, that's when she has a tail. 
or always has a tail. If she gets splashed with water, a tail develops. She can okay. retract. So it she is likes splash to rules. spread out. Yeah, it's okay. splash rules. Okay. Uh, Nathan, the professional wrestler, he comes back with a giant belt that he thought was a championship yeah, belt. Yeah, he's like, we gotta go, brother. I won the cage yeah. match. <laughs> Woo! He, he's got he's got the whole crouton belt. He's like super excited about it. Pretty sure he lost, actually. So I wonder how he ended up with that belt. Maybe he'll tell us next week. Yeah. We'll invent something for that. Um, <laughs> if we remember. If we remember. Dreskel with the Illuminati is like, where are we going to go? Uh, what are we going to do? And the astronaut's just like, anywhere that's not currently being blown up by a huge fuck off ship. Natasha drags Karun into the ship. They're both sobbing. All of their family and everyone they've ever known is dying in front of their eyes. This actually is tragic for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is like Princess Leia with Alderaan. And arguably, she took that real well in Star Wars, honestly. Yeah, they wouldn't leave. They had to get Scott the thing to just carry them on their shoulders as they cried nice. and bring them back into the ship. Okay. And then they take off, and the planet is destroyed by the Muns. Just tons of breadcrumbs all around them. Yes. But then all of a sudden, Captain Bruder's like, oh, no, where's Dave? Uh-oh. They left him on the planet, Uh-oh. and he was blown up. Oh, no. And that's the end of the episode. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out what happens on another episode of uh, The Patreonicals. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye! Murderous doll-loving nerds!